It has been quite the week for Catholics again, as Pope Francis has once again shocked the world with the most un-Catholic statements. Like in 2016, when he praised Italy's best-known pro-abortion politician, well, Pope Francis this week praised the radically pro-abortion Irish president. And that came just as news broke about his backing communion for pro-abortion politicians, and also another endorsement for homosexual civil unions. I'll be giving you all the details on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show, Please stay tuned. Before we begin, I would like to encourage you to support LifeSite since we are in the middle of our quarterly fundraiser. Help us please to continue to bring you the truth on many issues we cover. Without your support, there's no way we could do this. So please go to give.lifesitenews.com and be as generous as you can. May God reward you for your support. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. LifeSite Irish correspondent Tim Jackson reports that on Friday at his meeting with pro-abortion Irish President Michael D. Higgins, Pope Francis told those gathered, and these are quotes from the Pope, I did not just meet a man, a president. I met a wise man of today, end quote. The Pope also added, and I quote again, I thank God that Ireland has such a wise man as its head, end quote. President Higgins, for those of you who might not know, is the one who signed the abortion bill in 2013 that made the killing of unborn babies legal in Ireland when a woman claimed to be suffering from suicidal ideation as a result of her pregnancy. It was the most devastating blow to Catholic Ireland in its history, worse even than the grave persecution the nation has suffered. In November 2015, Higgins moved Ireland even further from its constitutional foundation in divine and natural law by signing a bill that legalized homosexual marriage. And that was, of course, following their referendum. And then following a repeal of the country's constitutional protection for the right to life, Higgins, who was just praised by Pope, Pope Francis, signed another abortion bill in 2018 that legalized abortion on demand up to 12 weeks with abortion up to birth allowed if the baby's found to have a life-limiting condition. That, by the way, resulted in 2019 alone in 6,666 Irish babies being killed. Higgins has described Ireland's historic ban on abortion as having no concern for Irish women who would have to travel for England for their abortions, and he claimed that the successful 1983 referendum, which was the campaign to protect unborn babies from abortion, had been, and I quote, callous, sinister, and undemocratic. And this, you know, is unbelievable. This is the man whom Pope Francis has praised now uh, You know what? It's actually exactly the same as 2016. Do you remember in 2016, Pope Francis praised an Italian politician. In fact, it's hard to call her a politician. Her name was Emma Benino. She was Italy's leading proponent of abortion for decades. Pope Francis called her uh, one of the nation's greats. And she was actually pictured performing illegal abortions back in the day and then became a politician campaigning for abortion 
um, herself. I mean, she herself had an abortion at the age of 27 and was the premier abortion activist, and yet Pope Francis named her as one of the nation's greats. Anyway, responding to Pope Francis's praise for President Higgins, Ireland's Catholic Association chairman Brian Flanagan told LifeSite News that the most disappointing aspect of the meeting was the Pope's apparent unwillingness to call the Irish leader to repentance. And he said, and I quote, Our Pope could have attributed wisdom to one of the principal pro-abortion politicians in Irish history. Mr. Flanagan continued saying, of the Pope, that he should have informed and warned President Higgins of the eternal consequences for the perpetrators of such a crime against the most defenseless of God's beloved creation. And as LifeSite's Michael Haynes reports on a new airplane interview Wednesday, uh, Pope Francis once again expressed his support for same-sex civil unions, calling for laws to promote civil unions since we are all equal. Responding to a question from Stefano Maria Pacci of Sky TG24 about the recognition of homosexual marriages, the 84-year-old pontiff first referenced marriage. He said, marriage is a sacrament. The church has no power to change the sacraments as the Lord has instituted them, end quote. Now, here's an interesting thing. Pope Francis often does this. Often when he goes contrary to church teaching, he says something strong seeming to support church teaching. So he said, you know, in response to the question, marriage is a sacrament. The church has no power to change the sacraments as the Lord has instituted them. But then he adds this. If they want to support a homosexual couple in life together, states have the possibility of civilly supporting them, end quote. So... <laughs> It's unbelievable what's happening. He said, and I'll quote it for you again. There are laws that try to help the situations of many people who have a different sexual orientation, he said, end quote. The church, by the way, has taught the opposite of what the Pope is teaching and saying. The church, by way of the congregation of the doctrine of faith, addressed the same question already in 1986. The document was called On the Pastoral Care of Homosexual Persons. It says, and I quote, A person engaging in homosexual behavior therefore acts immorally, and any such activity is contrary to the creative wisdom of God. Christians who are homosexual are called, as all of us are, to a chaste life. And while noting that the truly pastoral approach will appreciate the need for homosexual persons to avoid the near occasions of sin, there's another document from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, the CDF, and it was in 2003. It was called Considerations Regarding Proposals to Give Legal Recognitions to Unions Between Homosexual Persons. And it, too, repeated the Church's strong condemnation of homosexual activity and homosexual unions, saying that homosexual acts go against the natural moral law and presenting numerous reasons to argue against the legal definition of homosexual unions, the CDF characterized any law in favor of same-sex unions as contrary to right reason. It said, and I quote, Furthermore, all Catholics are obliged to oppose the legal recognition of homosexual unions. End quote. So the Catholic Church teaches, moreover, that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered and that respect for homosexuals cannot lead in any way to approval of homosexual behavior or to legal recognition of homosexual unions. 
John Horvat, the vice president of the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property, he commented to LifeSite News about what the Pope said, saying that it is, and I quote, apocalyptically scandalous and a great shame that the highest authority on earth, the Vicar of Christ, publicly endorses homosexual civil unions. It's indicative, he said, of our sinful times and why Our Lady warned us of a great chastisement in Fatima, end quote. So following the interview, LGBT activists were very public about their praise for the Pope's support of civil unions. Dissident Jesuit pro-LGBT campaigner priest Father James Martin wrote on Twitter that the Pope was again supporting civil unions. Meanwhile, pro-LGBT Catholic group New Ways Ministry, uh, I say Catholic in quotes, by the way, um, was said, and I quote, if there was any debate left over whether Pontifex, the Pope, supports same-gender civil unions, it is settled. Only last year, Pope Francis had voiced his support for the homosexual civil unions in the film Francesco, calling for a civil union law. At the time, Bishop Athanasius Schneider pointed out that such an approach is no act of kindness towards persons with same-sex attraction. Rather, he said, it's an act of cruelty. I quote, because these persons will be confirmed in mortal sin, they will be solidified in their interior psychological dichotomy, since their reason tells them that homosexual acts are against reason and against the explicit will of God, the creator and redeemer of men, end quote. But that in-flight interview from last Wednesday was not done yet. LifeSite's David McLoon reports on another alarming remark by Pope Francis backing the giving of Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians like Joe Biden. And again, just like with his support of homosexual civil unions, Francis starts off with a statement that seems to affirm church teaching. In fact, this time it was his favorite, abortion is murder, comment. I say it's his favorite only because he used it before. In 2016, uh, Pope Francis used the abortion is murder remark when actually scandalously suggesting that contraception may be used in grave circumstances. That was the infamous Zika virus comments, if you want to look it up. On Wednesday, on that return flight from his visit to Eastern Europe, he went to Slovakia and so on, in the midst of the in-flight interview, he was asked uh, about Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians. And he said basically that it must be uh, a, a pastoral approach must be used. Um, and that he said that should be without condemning. And he added that he himself has actually never denied the Eucharist to anyone. But here's how he started it all off. He started it all off with abortion, that is, is telling abortion murder again. I mean, this is really an uh, a modus operandi. You see this very strong statement, <laughs> watch out, because then you know something strange is coming. He said, that is murder. Whoever has an abortion kills, he said. Those direct quotes from Pope Francis on the flight. But then he went on right from him. Remember, the question is about giving Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians. He starts off saying that abortion is murder. Whoever has an abortion kills a child. And then he says this, when it comes to uh, denying pro-abortion politicians, he said, the problem is not theological, it is pastoral. How we bishops manage this principle pastorally, he said. 
Communion is not a prize for the perfect, he continued. And then he describes this hypothesis, which by, whereby priests can give the Eucharist by being close and tender and give communion to people. He compared it to uh, Amoris Laetitia and how they were to discern communion for divorced and remarried Catholics. The Pope actually criticized priests who, what he said, go beyond the pastoral dimension and become a politician on the issue of distributing communion to opponents of the faith. He said, uh, you know, what must the pastor do? Be a pastor. Don't go condemning. End quote. So as if he had ever... Um, given the Eucharist to pro-abortion politician, the Pope actually said he has never denied the Eucharist to anyone since becoming a priest. You know, in all of this, we can and must remember that St. Paul said of giving Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians, he said in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty nine, and speaking exactly about this issue already right from the start of the church, he said, and I quote, for he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the body of the Lord. And that's why so many bishops have said, as has Cardinal Burke, that this is not a matter of hating politicians or of being mean to them or nasty to them or unpastoral. In fact, it's a matter of being totally pastoral to warn the Catholic who is wayward, who is supporting abortion, supporting Pope acknowledges this murder. It's calling them back to the fullness of faith, to the truth, in regard to their soul, being concerned about their eternal salvation. Because these pro-abortion politicians, these politicians who are supporting murder, they threaten their own salvation. And if the church doesn't call them back as a loving father to right relationship with Christ and his church, that doesn't show a loving attitude. When any father allows his child to go off and do something super dangerous without warning him strenuously that there's a problem, it doesn't show a good caring father. The good caring father does the hard job of disciplining children. And you know, there's another apropos teaching from St. Paul to mention at this time. He said in Galatians 1.8, but though we or an angel from heaven would preach a gospel to you besides that which we have preached to you, let him be anathema. And that, my friends, is the situation we face today with teaching that is not at all related to what the Catholic Church truly teaches. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. Remember, pray for the conversion of Pope Francis. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. 
We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.